This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Ops Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Gingrich. I'm the founder of the Ops Authority, and I am so excited to be kicking off 2022 and having you here to join us. I trust if you are here, you're likely a service provider who has the gift of project management. Now, you may not call it or you may not identify as a project manager yet, but I'm here to help you see the gifts that you have that you've been organically and naturally using all of those things combined to make you an incredibly powerful partner for businesses that are out there. So I really hope that you will dive in to this podcast. We can get to know one another and then eventually you can join us in our Ops Insiders Facebook group where we continue the conversation every single week. Here at the Ops Authority, we certify, we train, and we also mentor directors of operations. If that is something that you're aspiring to do, if it's on your growth ladder, or if it's something in a skill set that you already have, you are so in the right place. And I look forward to pouring into you and to helping you develop into your next greatest self. So today, it is just fitting that we start our conversation by talking about one of those things that is just essential for us to identify, for us to mitigate, figure out how to communicate. And that is something that I'm really passionate about. And that something is called scope creep. So on today's episode number 132, we are answering the question on what is scope creep? So scope creep is a term that is commonly used in my line of work, but still somehow we get questions on it pretty regularly. And I think it has to do with different backgrounds and different understanding of project management. So today I'm going to walk you through what scope creep is, how it shows up, and how it can really affect all of us. Give me a few minutes, let me take you on a ride, listen in and see if you have experienced anything like this. I have a really good, strong feeling that you have, but still, I wanna take you on that ride. Alrighty, you love your job. You feel really called to do the work that you are doing. You get all the fills when you accomplish something for your employer or your client. You know that you add tremendous value. You're in your groove. It just feels so right. Things are going really well. You're empowered. You're shining. Again, you're in your zone. The client that you're working with suddenly starts asking you to do things that weren't in the original contract or what you had agreed upon. What you had planned on taking you about 10 hours a week is now taking you 15 to 17 hours. So a little bit more hours than you had expected, but you know, you're serving your client. It's all working out and it's just a little bit more than what you expected. Now, an unsatisfied team member leaves the business without warning you or anybody else, and you're in the middle of a key project, but you don't have time to rehire because you're in the thick of it. So you just pick up a few more hours because, hey, 
you're super resourceful. You've got lots of skills. You can fill in the gaps and it's going to be easier for you because you don't have to rehire. And sometimes it's just easier because you know you can do the things. So you pick up a few more hours to handle the role of the person that just left. Now you're at a solid 22 hours every single week. If you remember when you started this, you thought that this was going to be about 10 hours a week. It's harder and harder to serve the other clients that you have. Because remember, it's not just this client. When you started this relationship, it was 10 hours. You're looking for about 30 hours a week so that you can have full-time income. But it's harder and harder to serve your other clients that you have. But you still want to please this one. I mean, after all, she is your ideal client. She's the avatar that you've been wanting and looking for and building up to. You love her business. You want to be invested in her business. The team that you're supporting is really cool. And the projects that you're working on are ideal. They're finally feeling like you've got the right projects. You're coming in at the right level. Things really felt perfect when you got here. So just because these things have come up doesn't mean that you want to walk away. Time goes by and when you really stop to feel, feel, keyword feel what's going on, your feelings come back as really stressed and discouraged. You're questioning why and how you even got to this point. Maybe you're asking yourself if you should even be doing this anymore. At this point, you are working in overdrive. You are people-pleasing. You're not in your zone anymore because you've picked up all those other ancillary tasks that popped up, even another role, and frankly, you are exhausted. But because you do what you say you're gonna do, you're committed to over-delivering, you keep on giving and giving. You're working nights, you're working weekends, you're foregoing family time, and your personal health commitments. Remember when you said you were going to take three walks a week, or you were going to go to the gym two times a week, or you were going to meditate or have a prayer ritual that you did every single morning? Now, none of those things are happening. A month later, you are flat out spent. You cannot continue working like this. You can't continue living like this. You want to throw in the towel and maybe you do, but you don't know how to have the conversation to reset those expectations because you don't want to ruffle anyone's feathers. You know, leaving this client would significantly hurt your finances. And you may even dream about how breaking up with this client could ruin your reputation if you walk away. And remember, this is like an ideal client. So if you walk away, what are her friends or his friends going to think about your performance and what you can do? Have you ever been here? Does that sound like a familiar story to you? What I just described to you is what service providers like you often experience. And this is a real world view of only one type. And I have defined three different types of scope creep. But this is the scope creep that I am talking about. To technically understand scope creep, we need to start with what scope actually means. So scope is the requirements and the expectations of a role, a relationship, or a project. You likely see this in the discipline of project management. If you come from a formal training or a formal background in project management, you've likely heard of scope creep. Now, even if you haven't, I know that especially women, the people that are listening here who have operational skills are the best project managers, whether they have that formal training or not. So for you, the term scope and scope creep may not be familiar, but I bet that story I just shared with you is something that 
that got you thinking and you likely identified with it. So scope is the requirements and expectations of a role, a relationship, or a project. Scope creep is when that scope that we just determined continues to grow and change as the project or the role is carried out. So that's when things start to quote unquote go out of bounds. Most commonly, scope creep happens organically. It happens over time and it's almost never planned. They're not trying to increase the scope. The most common reason that this happens is that requirements change once a project or a role starts. For example, when you kick off a new project and it's in motion, things are going along, new features come up and the leader wants to add those. But to add those new features, you need time in a project and you're going to need people to deliver them. You may even need some technology to do that. All of those things take time, people, overall, they take resources. So what you initially agreed upon is now changing because they want this new thing. And it's not built into the original plan. So things have to give. Either you need new people, you need additional time, and you're likely going to need to look at the budget. Another reason that scope creep happens is the lack of communication. From a project manager's perspective, this is your responsibility. This is where excellent scoping, asking really good questions at the beginning of a project, and being a really good steward of project planning come in. So if you or the project manager doesn't gather all of these specifications at the beginning, the plan is faulty from the very beginning. And when this happens, It's really, really difficult because it's inevitable. It has to happen because you don't have a thorough plan in place. But outside of what you can control, we still have communication that can be a gap from the leader's side. So effectively communicating is essential to avoid scope creep. Communicating around budgets, areas where I have seen there be gaps from the leader side is when they are not forthright or sharing on the budget that they have, really investigating how much money they have to invest in the role or the project, what their goals are, the tools that they have, the team, the timeline, and frankly, their expectations. So an example of this is a client or prospective client is so excited to have support, supporting them and their business to get the goal that they have in mind accomplished, that they're really eager to just bring you on to their team. You do your due diligence, but still, if that leader is anxious to get you in here, they may skip over some of the really, really meaningful pieces of this process. And oftentimes I see that communication or miscommunication happens. So all of these things are gonna be critical for success. And when they're not shared, the probability for scope creep is 100%. Now, 100% is a really painful statistic. I don't want that to be you. If you're shaking your head and you're thinking of ways that this has happened to you and in your career world, then I encourage you to join us for our upcoming training. And in this upcoming training, we're gonna talk and walk through very specific ways to solve scope creep. We're going to give you actions and homework to do every single day of this five-day training. When we do this, we're going to help you reset your own expectations of yourself. We're going to help you get clear. We're going to help you break the patterns that have been plaguing you. We're going to help you set yourself up for success. I trust that if you're listening to this podcast today, you need this training. Come on over to scopecreepsolution.com, sign up, 
get your details. We've got an amazing workbook that's going to walk you through this. It's going to be a resource that you can come back to time after time. So friends, I have been in project management roles in some capacity for the last 25 years, arguably all 45 years of my life, but we'll just go with the professional ones. So for the last 25 years, I have been in project management roles and scope creep has been a part of many of those years. So while it cannot be avoided 100%, it can be limited and you're going to have to be the person to limit that. You're the only one that can. I have a saying that I am often telling and challenging myself with, which is scope creep is up to me. And because of that, and because I felt the turmoil of what scope creep does to me, I have created this unique action-based training to help you get ahead of this. Really, I want you to join us at scopecreepsolution.com. You're not going to regret it. It's going to be an excellent use of your time. I'm going to make sure of that. So you have a huge hand in limiting, minimizing, and eliminating scope creep in total. I want you to avoid it. Trust me, as your mentor, I want that more than anything else. From the hundreds of women that I have mentored in the past 25 years, I will tell you that scope creep is one of those poisonous things that takes the life. It really pulls down. It prevents them from moving forward faster to their next best self. And I am passionate about helping you walk to your next best self. If I could do anything in my professional journey to partner with you to become that, that's what I'm going to do. That is exactly why I am on fire to help you and everybody else identify, mitigate, and communicate around scope creep. Friends, scope creep can be really, really painful and I want you to avoid it. When you do avoid it, you are going to have solid, thriving, just all around better client relationships. When I have been in those ideal client relationships, I can leverage my God-given gifts and show up as my best self. The client gets the best of me, but I am also in my zone. When I'm in my zone, I am fulfilled. I am doing my greatest work. The relationship is easy. You know what happens in easy or thriving client relationships? We get to do our best and we elevate. So you get to naturally, without pressing, without having weird, difficult conversations, you're doing your best work. What does your best work mean? Better client relationships, better work, better visibility, more leadership, You become a strategic partner. When you become a strategic partner, you are literally leading businesses. It is such a great place to be. And I see that for so many people out here, but you're going to want to avoid scope creep to get to this place. That's how those relationships remain so solid. The other thing, When you've got solid client relationships, the outcomes for the client are better. You're communicating in an effective way. You know the business. It's a two-way communication cycle. So not only are you communicating effectively to the client, they're communicating directly and effectively to you. So everything is working at its best and you can set goals more appropriately, and you achieve goals. You exceed the goals. Again, this is bliss. When all of this is happening, you are going to be in your best self. Your next best self is around the corner. Also, when you can remove scope creep from your relationships and also from the projects that you're managing, 
ultimately there's less stress in your business life, which also means that there's going to be better mental and physical health for you personally. I am passionate about this. And on top of that, when those two things are working synergistically, meaning your business side or your professional side and your personal side feel like you've got a grasp on them and you are elevating yourself in those two areas, there's just greater fulfillment all the way around. As human beings, as people who desire more, when we are more fulfilled, we give our greatest self. So even though scope creep typically happens from a business situation, it always leaks over into your personal life. Stress does not have boundaries. It always seeps into the areas that bring you joy. And if you're anything like me, the thing that brings me the greatest joy is my family and my loved ones. Without a doubt, scope creep happens and it puts me on edge. And it seems to put me into this workaholic striving mode. And when this happens, these two sweet babies of mine, they're not babies, but um, they are my babies, but these two sweet babies of mine get the worst side of me. I'm snappy, I'm grumpy, or I'm just plain not available for them because I'm in a cycle of overworking. Does that ring true to you? Are you like me? When stress happens in business, your family sees that first. That's not going to help me get to that next best self. And when I really look and dissect over the times in my life when work has caused and pulled joy away from me, it's happened from scope creep. So we are building careers and businesses that are for our families, right? When I ask people, what is your why? Most of the time people tell me for my kids, for my family, for my future. So if that is consistent with you, we should do everything to be our best, to serve them and your future self. Controlling scope creep will literally translate into your personal priorities. I know this, I see it, I've seen it in myself, my peers, I see it in my students, in our entire community. You are no different, you deserve this. And as crazy as it sounds, Knowing, identifying, understanding, and figuring out how to get away from scope creep is going to really help you in that personal side of your life. It's really going to help you from a fulfillment perspective. So at this point, you know what scope creep is, how it happens, and the beauty of avoiding it. But the big question we often get asked is, how do I avoid it? So I'm going to give you a few tips here. The first one is before you get into a project or a relationship, assess if that client is good for you. Does the client fit you? Do you have values between yourself and the client? Do you share values? Have you been able to share your boundaries before you said yes to the project or to the role or the relationship that you're about to get into? Assess if your boundaries are important to them, if they are seen and valued before you say yes. Another way to avoid this is to communicate your expectations, and you need to be personally clear on those before you can articulate those and have somebody else understand them. The third thing is understanding the requirements of the project or the role before you start it or before sending the contract. 
and before sending the contract. Very, very important. I can't tell you how many times I see friends, smart, active, great, thriving businesses say yes to people before they actually know what is entailed. I want you to do this. It's not just about making sure that the client fits you, that the role is right for you, that you have the skills that they're looking for. It's also what are the requirements of the projects? How much time are they going to take? I mean, there's so many different factors that come into this, but I want you to have a holistic and solid understanding of the requirements that they have before you say yes and before you go into contract. Another helpful tip is to know what triggers to look for when it comes to scope creep. So if you understand your patterns of how you have gotten into scope creep, you can use those to inform yourself to educate yourself when you're going through the discovery process through, you know, whether you call it a discovery call or an onboarding call, whatever that is for you. I want you to know what your patterns have been. And by knowing that you're going to set yourself up for success from the beginning. But then I also want you to know how to have the conversation when you see it coming. You know, it's like you see that train coming down the tracks. I always get that intuitive feeling of, ooh, this is about to turn bad. Not necessarily the person or the client or the leader, but the project turning bad. You can see the poison coming up before it actually hits you. And when you see that, I want you to know how to have that conversation. So these are the kinds of things that we're going to cover this and so much more in the Scope Creep training. Be sure to sign up and join us at scopecreepsolution.com. That's going to be your ops activity this week. If you're a brand new listener to the Ops Authority podcast every single week, I am going to make sure that you have an action associated with the training, the tips, the wisdom that we're sharing that day. I know that we've got action-oriented people here. I also know that action creates confidence and confidence creates cash. So if you're here to learn, to educate yourself, I wanna give you an action to put this into play for yourself. And that action this week is to join us at scopecreepsolution.com. This training is one our audience and our DOOs, directors of operations, come back to time after time. Like I said before, scope creep doesn't go away, but we can get better at identifying it, at mitigating it, and communicating around it. I truly believe that this is essential for every person in business, whether you're building a business or you are building and growing in your career. Please join us at scopecreepsolution.com. I can't wait to share this training with you ladies. I thank you for being here. I can't wait to see you in our upcoming training and also have you come back for next week's podcast. We have hundreds of episodes here that will help you if you identify with Scope Creep and this has been helpful. I promise you we've got tons of information here that you're going to be able to find useful and to help you become that next best self for your personal life and also to build a business that you love. Friends, thank you for being here. I look forward to building a relationship. If you want to join us further and have greater conversations, you've enjoyed what you've heard today, join us at theopsinsiders.com. That will give you access to our Facebook group. It's a private community that we have full of thousands of people who have the same skill set as you, are going through the same problems, celebrating the same successes, and perhaps going ahead of you. By having this, you are going to be supported not only by my team, but the thousands of other operators that are in the small business space. Head on over to theopsinsiders.com. And friends, I'm going to see you next week. Y'all make it a good one and let's do big things. 
Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.